you're ready to have fun, I think you came to the right place. Amen. Amen. Hope no one came to church ready to be sad. Because in the presence of the Lord, He makes you glad. And uh, it doesn't matter what's been going on, what's been happening all around. In Him, we know that joy can be found. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. And so we're just going to get tanked up here tonight. Get fi- <laughs> Amen. Get filled up. Get full. And uh, make us more effective in everything we do tomorrow. Amen. We ought to live different. We ought to live with a different... Uh, different resource as our uh, that we draw out of every single day, and uh, and this is a time where we can get focused in on that. Uh, so often it becomes easy for people, I think, to uh, just draw upon their own resources, meaning their own smarts, their own wisdom, draw upon their own strength, and I think most of the time. Most people live that way, <laughs> and that's the extent to which they live. But you know, there's a whole nother realm. There absolutely is, and uh, and we know that. I mean, if we are to ask the question of any person, is there more? <laughs> is there more than we can see? Is there more than we can feel? We'd all say, oh, absolutely, but it's a whole nother thing to live mindful of another realm. And to live drawing upon the goods and the resources of that other realm. Amen. And, uh, and that's what we want to do. We want to get focused in and we want to draw our attention so we can uh, draw out from Him. And, uh, and it's just not all about you and it's not all about me and it's not all about the way things have been in the past. And it's not all about... Uh, what we can figure out and what's the best thing we can come up with uh, it's really about drawing upon something supernatural and uh, and this I tell you what God so wants us to do this amen listen there is a I have a certain amount of strength I think I mean in my own physical body my own willpower uh, you know I mean I'm not helpless in that, in that sense, I have a certain amount of strength, but there is no doubt that there is a point when I've gotten to my end. And to many people, that is the end. It's as far as I, I, I just can't, I just don't know if I can take it anymore. I mean, I just can't put up with this anymore. Or I just, I don't know if I can make it. Many people, many people get to that place. But this is where... Thank God we know better. Because there's an end there. And that's when we step into something supernatural. Amen. <laughs> and uh, here's the other good news to that. Is you don't have to be at your end to step into the supernatural strength. Right. I'm telling you, you can get some of that with, you know, some of your natural stuff still intact. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there, there's joy that people can have naturally. You know, we sometimes will tell a joke. We'll goof around with each other and we'll laugh. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine and that's good. I think it's a healthy thing to laugh. 
<laughs> but how many know there's something beyond when you think something's funny? There's something that where you can get to the end and you recognize this is not just me. I'm not just laughing about something that kind of tickled me, you know, that I kind of thought was hilarious. You can get into a realm where there's supernatural joy and it becomes funny in a whole new way. And thank God, uh, if someone is totally like depleted of joy and they have no reason to smile and no reason to laugh, good. You can step right on into that. But the other side of that is you don't have to be just washed out and dried out and ran out. and uh, You can step into that anyway. Amen. And you could ta- we could talk about so many other things. I think we'll talk about that one more. But what, 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 uh, we can talk about so many things. You can talk about peace that way. There is a supernatural peace that, that a person can enter into. I've experienced it on different occasions in my life where it was absolutely, definitely supernatural. It wasn't, because how many understand, there's peace in this regard when everything's quiet around you. But there's supernatural peace that it doesn't matter if it's quiet around you. It's irrelevant to what's happening in your mind and in your life. It's a supernatural flow. Hey, hey. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And what else? I mean, just so many other things. I mean, your body's got... You, God built our bodies in such a way where they naturally fight off sickness and disease. You know, I wonder sometimes... Uh, for those who think that it isn't God's will for our bodies to be healed, why did he make them in such a way that they repel sickness and disease? Just interesting. But I know this, you can get to your body's end. In other words, it doesn't have the ability to knock everything out. There's sometimes your physical body can be overwhelmed with a condition or an injury Uh, or a disease, or a virus, or something, and your body gets to its end, what are you going to do? Keep going. As soon as I get to the wall, that's when I start moving. That's when I start moving by faith. That's when I step into something supernatural. But again, do I have to be on my back where I can't move, and I'm, you know, my body can't do anything before I draw upon that supernatural part? Absolutely not. I can be healthy and step over into supernatural physical strength. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Doesn't the Bible tell us in the book of Proverbs that it is the strong spirit of a man that sustains him in bodily weakness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might be quoting an amplified version there. I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, but there's something in the spirit that can cause a person to supernaturally walk in divine health. Yay. Amen. I'm talking finances. I'm talking everything that we need in life. There is what you can do, and there is what God can do. What a tragedy. Man, what a shame. If a person who knows God, who is saved and heaven-bound all their life, living out of their own resources. I don't want to do that. I don't want to live that way. 
(laughs) I don't want to look back at my life and see everything that I did, everything that I experienced, I did it. Because I know this, it's going to be about that big. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to look back at my life and see that everything that was accomplished in and through me was done by the arm of the flesh. That Joe Sinner down the road did the same thing, except, you know, he just didn't end up in heaven. Now, amen. In other words, I don't want to just let the, the total sum of my salvation be my final destination. I want the sum of my salvation to affect every step of the journey to affect me every step of the day where I'm not one of these who thank God it's Friday you know because <laughs> because every day is misery and every day is rough because I'm living in the flesh and living out of my own resources but I can get to Monday and operate in the grace of God I, I, I can have a I can have a, a great Monday why because I'm not operating in my own joy and my own peace but the strength of God and the peace of God and the joy of the Lord is my strength every day And if I learn to tap into this, ooh, I tell you what, there's no devil in hell that can keep me down. There is no circumstance around that can keep me under. But I'm going to rise up and live at a whole new level, live at a higher level than ever before. Amen, amen. And we're here to flow with the anointing of God's Spirit here tonight. (laughs) I don't know if you're having fun yet, but I'm already having fun. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Praise God. You know, I've never been filled with the Spirit and went, Oh, junk. (laughs) I just feel kind of down. (laughs) I just feel kind of depressed. Because there's something about him that always, it's it's really a supernatural thing. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. There's something about him that he's just supernatural. And whenever you're moving in step and in tune with him, there is an, an excitement about it. There's a joy that comes not again just out of your head, but it comes up from within. It's a supernatural joy. And I'm telling you, any person can experience that at any given time in life. We have a choice on what we focus on. Whether we look to our own understanding and what we see and feel, or we say, no, today I'm going to live by the joy of the Lord. Today I'm going to live off of His resources, and I'm going to draw from Him. I need help, and help is available. I need strength, and that's what what my God is all about. I need joy, and that's what He is, and that's what His presence is full of. Amen. You don't ever get in the presence of God and get sad. You don't. You don't. And I'm telling you, if you've been feeling sad, you've come to the right place because you haven't been hanging out with the Lord, have you? Be honest now, you have not. Someone said, I have. I've been praying. Listen. Listen, there's a difference in praying and connecting with God and crying to God. That might sound hard, but how many understand the Lord is a respecter of faith? And even in a, in a situation that may garner tears, we look to the Lord and where'd that tear go? Because those leave when we get focused on Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look in your Bible to Psalm 16. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say it after me tonight. Lord, have your way in me. Your Spirit, may He work in me now. 
do a mighty work in me tonight. I partake of the Spirit and all your resources. I'm not going to live in my own strength or in my own joy, but I live in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 16. You know this. If you're not, if you don't know it, it's a good time to get to know it. Highlight it, underline it, circle it, put a big square around it. <laughs> Psalm 16. Don't want to just speak my own opinion here. Verse 11 says, you will show me the path of life. What will the Lord show us? Is the Lord leading us down a, a dark path? No. <laughs> Say, uh, my path is kind of dark. Well, the Lord didn't lead you down it. He will lead, He will show me the path of life. So I don't really know what to do. Well, why don't you take this scripture and take this back to Him? Say, Lord, you said in your word, you would show me the path of life. Yeah. That's the path we're supposed to be on, right? I don't think God's children are supposed to be on any kind of path of death. I'm not supposed to be walking some death path. We walk in a life path. And he said he would show it to us. I just don't know what to do. Start saying this. The Lord shows me the path of life. He shows me. Every single day I know what to do. Everything, every single day I know where to go. He shows me. He said, in, in your presence is what? Fullness of joy. And at your right hand, pleasures or pleasures forevermore. In His presence is fullness of joy. When I'm in His presence, there's something about it that just makes me happy. Absolutely. I find it sometimes that when I'm uh, doing ministry, like now, but sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll just be praying with someone, and right out of the inside of me just comes, <laughs> and oftentimes I'll just yield to it. Sometimes it doesn't go beyond that, but but I've no, I've noticed when I'm able to tap into what the Lord is saying or leading me to do, leading me to say, there's joy with it. Sometimes when people are seeking direction, this path of life, say, where is it? Where is it? Lord, I thank you. You're showing me. When you begin to go the right way or say the right thing, you'll notice oftentimes a note of victory and joy on the inside of you. It's one of the ways you can tell the leading of the Lord. I begin to say this. I do this sometimes with friends on the phone. And, uh, and, and we begin to talk about certain things. And sometimes it seems like they go nowhere. In other words, our discussion just seems flat. I'm not talking about just an average discussion of, hey, what was your golf score? Uh, you know, I'm talking when we're speaking about direction, the things of God, the plan, His plan for our lives, having, you know, more serious conversation. And sometimes we start talking about a certain subject. We'll talk about what the Lord said in the Word. And, and sometimes it's just, you know, Nothing wrong with it, but there's just nothing there. And in other times, as we're discussing things, we'll get on something, and, and we'll talk about it after the fact. Say, did you notice what happened when we started talking about such and such? 
And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that too. There was something on that. There was something there that wasn't just coming out of our heads. It was something that wasn't just coming up as a topic of discussion for the day. It came out of our spirit. And with that, sometimes you can tell there's, there's joy that comes with it. And if there's not, I'm not sure it's the leading of the Lord. Are you listening? Now, it can be a real serious step. But there's something about it, man, it just feels good. There's something about it, it's like, yeah. Why? Because there's joy in His presence. And when we're going His way, speaking His word, that's where His presence is. I can note that by joy. You know, if I were to come to church and, and, uh, you know, just week after week and it was just kind of depressing. You know, some might think, well, that's serious. That means people are real doing, really doing business with God. Well, without his presence, though. Right? You know, if someone said, if someone says, you know, the Lord really uses me in prayer. And I pray a lot. But they always seem kind of sad. I'm thinking, they're not really in the presence of God when they're praying. Are you listening? Because they should come out of that place with joy. And I've noticed uh, on a few different occasions, not, not every time I pray, but I've noticed at times when I've been able to pray, pray in the Spirit for a period of time, and I'm praying for something, that there, that there are times when I get to a point and all of a sudden, I'm real happy. It's like, <laughs> glory to God. Praise God. See, so what does that mean? That means I'm in the presence of God. And oftentimes, it means that that project is done. What I was praying about, it's going to be okay now. It's all taken care of. It's fixed. Praise the Lord. But you don't get to the end of what the Lord's leading you to do. And we're sad. Amen. Say, I'm kind of feeling mighty low about what I'm doing in life right now. Well, uh, you need to analyze it uh, a couple different ways. One, of course, it, it is wise to ask the question, am I doing the right thing? Go back to the beginning when you decided to do it. Was there any leading of the Lord in that? Okay. But the other question sometimes could be, how am I dealing with it today? Am I living out of my own strength? Am I operating in my own joy, which has limitations? Or am I walking in the fruit of the Spirit? Amen. Am I letting that joy overwhelm me and overtake me? Praise God. And, and I'm, I'm convinced that even tonight, that there's some, there's some heaviness, some darkness in some. I don't mean you're spiritually dark or lost, but I mean there's something there that it's not necessarily that, I mean, if the Lord tells you this, you go ahead, but not necessarily that you need to take a new direction, but you need to tap into His presence. And it's going to make everything different. And there's going to come a new, fresh, bubbling up out of the inside, and it's not naturally found, and it's something that's supernatural. It's the joy of the Lord. Amen. Let's look over at, uh, thank you, Lord, at Hebrews chapter 1 
Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Doing great things in us now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. It says, But to the Son He says, This is the Father. To the Son He says, Your throne, O God, is the Son God? The Bible says, it, says He is. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Did Jesus hate anything? Yeah, Bible says he hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. You know, sometimes you you, you see reenactments of the life of Jesus uh, People, act, you know, actors playing the part of Jesus and the disciples. And oftentimes Jesus is so serious all the time. He's just so mild-mannered. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't think that that was necessarily the way that Jesus conducted himself. You know, and, and, and sometimes in these movies uh, when they'll endeavor to show a miracle of some kind that, that uh, he worked you know, he'd always would, he would come down and, you know, they'll just show him kind of just touching a person real gently or grabbing their hand or something like that. I imagine there were times when it might have looked like that. But also there, uh, I think there were other times that he was quite more aggressive. I know he was when he dealt with demons. He would speak up loud and he wasn't nice. <laughs> Jesus was not nice to the devil. And we shouldn't be either. I don't think he was gentle with sickness. <laughs> what would he say? He'd say, come out. He would say, shut your mouth and come out of him. And he would, he would, you know, when he rebuked the fever in Peter's mother-in-law, what did that look like? I don't know. It's hard to say the word rebuke real nice. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling more is like, I rebuke you. Get out of there. Huh? But also we can see that Jesus was happier than everybody else. He had an anointing of joy. We know that that exists, don't we? There is an anointing. Someone said, what's the anointing? The anointing is the power of God. It's the Spirit of God. There is an anointing of joy. Someone said, I could use some of that. Good. Good, you can have some of that. There is an anointing that produces joy in a person's life. Again, I've never found an anointing that produces sadness. I've never even heard of that. Can you find that scripture? And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon all who were present, and they all got depressed. <laughs> they all became sad. I haven't found that verse yet. I haven't seen. That's not the way the Lord works. But I know he does work in the opposite way. <laughs> he works in the opposite way, which is joy. He's got a special move of his spirit that produces joy in a person's life. Amen. Amen. Now, how many understand this? That 
that anointing, just like every anointing, has to be yielded to. You know that? In other words, it typically is not something that will force you to smile. There may be some rare exception where the Lord overwhelms someone for, you know, but that's, again, that's a rare exception. The anointing must be yielded to. Just like if a person wants to be baptized in the Spirit and speak with tongues, how many understand there's the God side and there's the human side? God's side is what? He fills. He anoints. The Spirit of God will come upon a person. The human side is they must speak with other tongues. They respond to that anointing. What if... The oil of gladness came on a person. What would they do? How how could they yield to that? What would be the human response to the oil of gladness? I think we know. Act happy. (laughs) Right? It may come out in laughter or, you know, I guess it could come out in singing or something. But it's definitely not sad it doesn't look like this I receive (laughs) the anointing of joy of gladness in my life right that is an action that goes contrary to what a person is calling on and our actions need to be consistent with what we believe right that's why you'll frequently see, uh, uh, if, if I minister to a sick person, if it's something external, you know, limbs or something like that, or necks or backs or knees, or it is very common for me to say, act healed, move, swing that thing around, lift it up. Why? Action. The anointing of Healing comes, a person should act healed. That is their reception of that anointing. Amen. If a person is, uh, has an infirmity and maybe they need some natural thing to walk or, or something to conduct themselves and they immediately, the anointing of God is ministered to them and they step back and reach for their whatever it is, what is that? That's not receiving the anointing. Hmm? What does receiving the... It's called acting healed. Amen. And when a person receives the oil of gladness, or really whatever you find a promise on, and you say, Lord, I ask you for this, In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask, I pray in the name of Jesus, you should act like you have it now. You should live your life as if there were an immediate response from heaven, and now it's operative in your life from this moment forward. What's that? That's faith giving action to the power. That's your faith making that anointing operative. Amen. So that it's not just, whoo, got that, okay. Sometimes a person doesn't receive 
an anointing for a particular purpose for various reasons. I know sometimes through the ministry of the laying on of hands, where is, which is one way, not the way, but one way that anointing is transferred from one person to another, is uh, sometimes the Spirit of God will come upon a person real strong and they'll resist it. What, what, what does that mean? That means we need to take a yielded approach to what God says. When I yield, if I'm getting, getting on the freeway, when I yield now, it's not just doing nothing. You know how you kind of merge and you've got to yield to oncoming traffic? It's not just, okay, I'm getting on. Okay, I've got to yield to oncoming traffic, so... I'm just going to take my hands off the steering wheel. I'm just going to do nothing here. No, yielding is looking and seeing what's coming and acting in accordance with that. And many times when a, when a person is expecting God to move on them and His anointing to come to them, what are they doing? They should be looking to act in accordance with that anointing. Amen. But never, never resist it. Never think... You know how how sometimes people think, I'm not going to fall. <laughs> and if you don't understand that, don't take this as falling is the epitome of receiving from God. It's not, it's not necessary oftentimes. But sometimes with some people, the power of God comes on them strong. They need to. That's right. They do. And I don't want to go into that whole teaching now from the Word about how that's biblically based. But, uh, but I'm talking about we need to be yielded vessels. I, I've prayed with, with people well, numerous times over the years to be baptized in the Spirit, and the power of God came on them. But they didn't yield to it. They didn't yield to it. And then others, they saw traffic coming. <laughs> and they thought, well, the power of God, yeah, as soon as the power of God comes on me, I'm going to step on the gas, and I'm going to start speaking in other tongues. And that, that same per, same anointing, same power, same Holy Spirit, He comes on them and whew, they receive. It changes their life. Glory to God. We need to learn to be yielded, to be quick to respond. Amen. Amen. And services like this, yield, respond. Amen. If I'm seeking God for something, yield to it. Because you'll watch. Watch. The Spirit of God lives in us. And, and He's helping us to walk in the fullness of God. And when we are seeking Him and calling on the Lord for help in time of need, the Spirit inside of us will prompt us at different times to act a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, it may be in praise and worship. It may, be, uh, it may be in yielding to joy, like we've talked about. He may prompt us to say something, to do something. When we do, that activates the power in our lives. You have to know that we are never seeking God for something and He's ignoring us. 
He's responding to us. But sometimes we think the response is going to be completely external. It's always going to be something that He does around me or something is going to come upon me when oftentimes those things are triggered by something that happens in me. And so I seek God and I'm listening because He'll tell me what to do. Don't think voice. may be a voice. Most of the time it's probably not a voice. But He'll tell me what to do to overcome that situation I'm in so I can move out into His grace and His anointing. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. So good. The Lord so wants to take us up. Amen. I didn't, we got to look at this some more. You're still there in Hebrews 1. Thank you, Lord. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. What's the next word? Therefore. You've probably heard this before. Whenever you see the word therefore, you should stop and see what it's there for. All right. In other words, the word therefore is therefore a reason. And it is to connect the part where God anointed him with the oil of gladness more than his companions. Again, this is Jesus. Can you picture Jesus laughing? People who are really glad laugh. They're not always just serious. Well, this is church. I know, this is where the Spirit should have the freest ability to move of any place. We're on His side. (laughs) We've invited and freely surrendered our lives to Him. If any place ought to be a happy place, it ought to be church. Amen. If any time someone's feeling down, feeling mighty low, uh, (laughs) what should they do? Well, I'm saying this is one thing they can do. Go to church, because that's a happy place. Amen. Not run to the bar during happy hour, (laughs) but run to church, because, and and I'm not saying church exclusively, because you don't have to, you can experience the presence of God outside of church, hopefully we do, but I'm telling you, in His presence, there is joy. I'm telling you, there is joy. And it would be okay at any given time. I, I get sad sometimes when I, at, at, on occasions when I lead worship and I see people singing and they don't look happy. They get, don't you know what's, what's supposed to happen here? There should be a whole lot of smiling and occasional laugh right in the middle of worship. But I think, you know, sometimes what happens is we get again in the flesh. We're singing, we're singing in the flesh and just thinking our, our, our might is praising God. Relax and smile. <laughs> Say, glory to God. Man, you are so good. I just love you, Lord. I just worship you. I just praise you. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Come on, I mean, let it be natural. Let it be real to you. We're not going to be around the throne of heaven, uh, the throne in heaven, and look around and see a whole lot of sad faces. I'm thinking zero. So 
But if there's joy in the presence of the Lord, wouldn't it be automatic? Well, it's not automatic. It must be yielded to. You look down on the inside, you'll find out that God is happy. You'll find out that there's joy in Him. And letting that be expressed, it'll start to come come all over you. Amen. Okay, now, back to this. I was trying to get to this again. How did Jesus get the oil of gladness beyond everybody else? He loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Say, I'm not really doing so good. What do you love? What are you following after? What are you looking to? When you will love righteousness, you get joy. When you love lawlessness, you love sin, you get sad. Hmm. The anointing and oil of gladness is not consistent with a person who loves a sinful life. Say, if I'm sad now, what should I do? I would say, repent first. You can do that right where you're at without making a scene. Lord, I'm turning from that. Lord, I, forgive me for that. Lord, I'm, I'm moving, I'm walking away from that. And I receive the oil of gladness. I receive the oil of gladness. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And we can get happy. Praise God. Jesus had it down, didn't he? He absolutely hated sin. He absolutely despised it. And he loved to do what was right. He loved the ways of God. And that's why the Bible says he got it. Now, can you? we know that Jesus didn't ever sin. But I don't see that qualifier here. That the only people that get the oil of gladness are the ones who never sin. Because we should be pretty sad. <laughs> but our righteousness is found in him. But it can, be a, it can be a person even who has sinned today. But you can still carry this conviction, this commitment that says, I hate that. It may be something you did, but you can say, I hate what I did. You qualify for the oil of gladness. Yeah, say, Lord, I love what's right. I love what's truth. Sometimes you're saying it by faith because you know your flesh likes to do some wrong stuff. Hmm? But your decision is, but I hate that. I hate what my flesh wants to do. Because I live for God. I live for Him. Amen. And the joy of the Lord comes down all around. Fills us up. Amen. Fills us up. Remember the psalmist said, My cup runs over. Runneth over. (laughs) My cup runs over. Why? God, that's just the way He is. He doesn't like to stop when He gets to the top. But he likes to run us over and fill us with more than enough. Praise the Lord. If I've got more than enough, then I've got some to give away. Amen. And how many know there's some people around us in this world who need a little bit of what we have? They need a little bit of joy. You need to have a little extra. Extra joy. I'm so happy. <laughs> i got to give some to you. <laughs> Man, I'm so full of God. You want some of him? Huh? Ought not Christians be living this way? Ought not we have that attitude? I've got so much, I've got to give some to you. Yeah. yeah. In all areas of life. Man, I'm so happy. I'm going to give some happy to you. 
I'm so healed. You need some? Huh? I'm so, uh, I'm so full of life. You need some? Yay. I'm so full of peace. You need some? Hmm? Amen. And every one of us have this. There's a well on the inside of you. There's a well. We can draw out of it the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, the strength of Him. It's all there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's look at another verse while we're here. Romans. Chapter 15. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Romans chapter 15. says in verse 13, 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all, what? Joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we can see real clear that joy and peace are connected to what believing whenever a person is believing they have both joy and peace whenever a person is stressed or depressed or in fear they are not in faith i didn't just make that up that's the bible talking Joy and peace are the result of believing. When I believe something right, well, let's give it a, whatever the example is. Let's say someone's out of a job. If I have prayed and I believe that the Lord is meeting my need and supplying what I need, why would I be sad? I would only be sad if I thought it didn't work. Now, even if, my, even if in my mind and in my knowledge, I don't know how it's going to work, if I believe that God heard me and answered me when I, pr- when I prayed, I have joy and peace about that situation. Someone might say, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know, but I've already talked to the Lord, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Why are you so happy, man? You're broke. <laughs> Well, because I talk, I'm in faith. I talked to the Lord about it. It's going to be all right. Well, how are you going to do it? I'm not. The Lord has taken care of me. Say, but that seems kind of naive. To the person who doesn't know the Lord, it does. The person who doesn't know anything about faith, that might seem naive, like we don't know what we're doing and just kind of putting our head in the sand and acting like everything's okay when it's not. No, because I need God's help, because I need His answer, because I need uh, Him to come through for me, I refuse to be sad. Sad and faith don't work together, but joy and peace are the manifestation of my believing. The moment I believe the things that I say when I pray is the moment my smile returns. Yay. Yay. Amen. Amen. I can, I can deal with my kids sometimes along these principles because I endeavor to teach them right. And if I see one of them complaining, I'll just say, you're not in faith. Now, some of you don't, maybe don't talk to your kids that way because maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't live in faith yourself. So 
But if I see him being whiny or complaining about something, I say, you're not in faith. Faith doesn't act that way. Hmm? And, and, you know, at least, you know, the older ones especially, they, they know what that means. Get in faith. Faith doesn't complain. Faith doesn't get sad. Faith isn't grumpy. Faith isn't moody. Why? Because faith believes God's word. And his promises to me are yes and amen. And everything he promised me is good. And it's for my benefit. And it's for my help. So what in the world do I have to be sad about? I only have reason to be sad if I don't believe. And the reason some don't see anything happening is because they go from happy to sad to happy to sad and they let their feelings and their emotions and their circumstances dominate their life and therefore their, their problem's about to get fixed and they push it away with sadness and they invite it back with gladness and they push it away with sadness and they're going in and out of faith. Just lock down and say, I'm going to be happy from here on out. Why? Why, why am I going to be happy? Well, just because I'm a happy personality just because I'm just kind of a giggly person no I'm talking about something far uh, stronger than that it's a joy based upon the word of God remember Jeremiah said your words I did eat them and they became to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart when a person believes what God said that seems to be what's implied there his the word went down into him Went down and God established. What does that make? What does that produce? Joy. You don't know what's going on, but I know what God said. Woohoo! Hallelujah! Amen! And joy and peace. So I'm stressed. Stop it. <laughs> Say that with all, you know, kindness and compassion, but knock it off. It's time to believe God. It's time to look in the face of the storm and say, I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. The Apostle Paul did that in the middle of a, t- a very difficult situation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, look at Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says in verse 22, Galatians 5:22, "But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace." There we got to, we got those those two uh, issues there again: joy and peace. What is it? Fruit of the Spirit. Spirit. Now, sometimes you, you know you read this and. In the English Bible, the word spirit there is capitalized. That means to imply that it's the Holy Spirit. Actually, in the Greek word, the Greek word is the same word used for Holy Spirit as it is for human spirit. And how many know, as a born-again child of God, your human spirit has been recreated? Really, what this is, although, of course, this is the way the Holy Spirit is too, so it's not really a big issue, but really, every child of God has in their spirit the joy of the Lord. They have the peace of God. It, if you've been born again, this resides in you. This resides inside of the depressed Christian. This resides in the stressed out Christian. 
But how many understand what's happening? They're just not tapping into it. They'll say things like, I'm sad, I'm depressed. They'll get their eye on the wrong thing, and it will come from the outside, a cloud, a darkness, and it will overwhelm them, and they'll live a low life. But right on the inside of them the whole time is the very life of God. And out of that comes love and joy and peace and kindness and patience, right? These things are resident inside every child of God. And so we have a choice every day whether we're going to live out of that or we're going to live out of the flesh. The flesh will lead you in, into sin. It'll take you farther than you want to go, right? But you yield to the Spirit of God inside of you and the born-again part of you, and in that is joy. Amen. Christian and sad do not go together. They absolutely don't. Say, but isn't that being kind of, you know, if I'm really sad and I don't act like I am, isn't that kind of being fake? Isn't that being a phony? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to just like you know wear a mask around where, you know, I just kind of put on a happy face for people at church because I know I'm supposed to act happy, uh, and uh, but I'm not really. What I'm talking about is not hiding what you really are. What I'm talking about is releasing what you really are. Because we should not see our present feelings and emotional state as an identifier of our, of our true condition. As a Christian, that's not your true condition. That's something that has come upon you through circumstances and choices and decisions and the focus of your attention. However, the real you is happy all the time. The real you has the peace of God in it. I'm telling you, this is the real way that we are supposed to live. Amen. Let's look at uh, let, let's look at maybe one more. Psalm one twenty six. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's oil here tonight. <laughs> Not motor oil. <laughs> Not oil because you didn't wash your hair. It's a different kind of oil. It's a symbolic oil. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's the power of God. And it's called gladness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with what? With laughter. What was our mouth filled with? Laughter. Laughter. And our tongue with? Singing. And they said, among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are what? Sad. The Lord's just moving in my life and I'm sad God's just doing great things here that's not the attitude that reflects the move of God when the Lord does great things it makes us glad glad but what was it like with them their mouth was filled with laughter they were a happy bunch weren't they 
They're just laughing. They're just enjoying themselves, having a good time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many understand that this is one of the things you'll see when people get drunk? When people get consume too much alcohol, one of the frequent signs is they will laugh a lot. Right? They just they laugh. They, they're, they're happy. They laugh. I wasn't going to go into, the, into some of that, but you know, the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, makes, draws a parallel between being drunk with wine and being filled with the Spirit. He said, don't dr- get drunk with wine, that's bad. He said, but be filled with the Spirit. Why would you make that comparison? Because of the oil of joy. When a person is filled with the Spirit, it can have some of the same effects of being drunk with wine. They're very similar in manifestation. Obviously, one leads to a headache and regrets and bad decisions and fights and all kinds of other stuff. The other one leads to a brand new day. It leads to all my problems go away. It leads to healing and health and victory and strength. And you wake up with a new perspective on life. And you wake up and everything's better from here on out. I tell you what, life can be difficult at times. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this world that are just hard. That you just, it's hard to live with. Sometimes you just need to get drunk. You just do. You just have to get drunk to deal with stuff. (laughs) Amen. But not like the world says, right? Not like the world does. But we just do it in a whole different way. Amen. How? Yield. Yield to the joy of the Lord and the oil of gladness. Amen. And be filled with the Spirit. As, as Ephesians 5 says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, making, uh, well, melody in your heart to the Lord. I'm making, trying not to confuse it with Colossians 3, <laughs> it says this very similar thing. And, uh, and what, what is that about? It's about yielding to the spirit of joy on the inside of us. Amen. And letting these things come out and letting them overwhelm us to the point where, hey, sometimes you may just act a little bit silly, but not depressed. Sometimes you may act a little bit happy. And people say, what are you so happy about? <laughs> God's in me. Amen. I got some oil. <laughs> Had a service the other night. Got some oil. You did? You got some oil? Did they give out oil at church? Yeah. They got free oil there. <laughs> so what kind of oil? Well, gladness. It's really neat. It makes you happy. Do you drink it? Well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, in a matter of speaking, we kind of drink it, yeah, but (laughs) what does it do? Makes us happy. Yay. It lets the joy of the Lord that resides inside of us bubble up and overflow and spill out, and it makes us act like Christians, like saved people, those who have nothing to fear, those who don't have a care because they've cast them on the Lord. Those who know the Lord is on their side and He protects them going forward and He protects us from all things outside of us. Amen. That's what we're made to be. 
Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Let's just look to Him tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for your presence, your mighty power here tonight. Thank you for the oil of gladness. Thank you for the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just thank Him in this way that I am and thank Him for that joy. Thank Him for that oil of gladness and just receive it in your life now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the oil of gladness. We love righteousness. We love what's right. We love what's true. We love what's of you. And, Lord, we hate what's, what's wrong. We hate sin. We hate lawlessness. And, Lord, we receive that oil of gladness. We receive that oil of gladness.